Good afternoon, friends. Welcome to the Happy Hour edition of the Patrick Lally Show on this grand and glorious day in the best little city in America. You know it as Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where we are emanating from. We're going to spend a couple hours engaging in some energetic and entertaining conversation, as we always do here on the show, weekdays 3 to 5. And in this very special happy hour edition, we're going to uh, we're going to have some fun. We always try and have a little bit of fun. Uber producer Dan Peters is with us. He'll be bringing you the news and weather and uh, the occasional, oh, I don't know, uh, uh, adjustment perhaps to my commentary, the, the uh, appreciated uh, uh, direction, sort of, uh, you know, slight variation on the facts. <laughs> slight variation on the facts? Yeah, but fact-checking, you know, uh, uh, finding the, 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 the answers to the questions that come up from time to time during N- the show. Nuances. Nuances. Thank you. Alternative realities. <laughs> um, names when I can't remember them. Dates when I can't remember them. Or pop culture references, if needed. Yes, pop culture references, particularly from the deep canon of traditional country music. But not just that. Movies. Dan Peters, ladies and gentlemen, is a walking encyclopedia of knowledge. Or at least I can know where to find it <laughs> if given enough time to use the search oh. engines. Now, Dan, you know that a lot of that stuff just comes right off the top of his head. It's, it's amazing. I, I just sit here in awe every day and uh, talk. That's all I have to do. I just talk, and Dan finds all the facts. Uh, thanks for spending some time with us on your radio. Information 1000 KSOO, streamed live on KSO.com, or on the KSO mobile app, always on Twitter at P. Lally Show. Uh, so um, it's first Friday. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But uh, So Kavanaugh's in. That's that's a done deal. Susan Collins came out today and said, I'm in. It's good. It's cool. Now, my question is, the Republican senator from Montana who has a wedding to attend tomorrow, I, I'm still not exactly certain, and mm-hmm. I, I haven't, I've been doing other things, so I have not delved into that nuance mm-hmm. to bring back a, 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 an appropriate word to explain that. Mm-hmm. Can he- With the 51-49 vote... Today, how can things play out tomorrow where, okay, will he be able to, to attend this wonderful celebration without hindrance of being in Washington to vote? Uh, they only have to get 50 because Pence can break the tie if that happens. But I'm sure they don't want to leave it to that. No, no. But actually, if it's 50-49, it's still a majority ah, without his vote. It has to be a tie. That's right. It's the 49 that matters. And even if somebody, def- ah, if they defect, yeah. Right. If Joe Manchin defects Ooh. and that man, that Montana senator isn't there. Is that Tester? No. No, Tester's the Democrat. Yeah. I can't remember. Who's the, who's right? the Republican? I'll Montana. have to look it up. All right. Well, you do that. While you're doing that, uh, so that's going to happen, apparently, even if they got to make him miss the wedding. Uh, he'll he'll be there. Now, there is some. Steve Daines. They, didn't, they let, uh, didn't they let McCain vote by proxy once? Not by proxy, but like, I think... I, in absentia? You have to be there. Well, yeah, but now they, they've they got someone from Arizona to fill that spot. Yeah. John Kyle. No, I understand that, but I'm saying if you had to do it, like if he was in Montana, you can't I, do that. I don't think... I, I, I think, think you, you have, have to, to be, be present. You have to be the person that pushes the button. 
I'm pretty sure that's the way it goes. But we'll see. look that up. Uh, so that's going to happen tomorrow. But tonight is First Friday downtown. And uh, I, I love First Friday. I'm go- I think we're going to go down and do the wine walk, the art and wine walk, and uh, hit that because that'll be fun. And, and maybe we'll just do like an art and wine ride. It's chilly out, but it's not too cold. So I think, I think that's what I'm going to do. There's a, there, and there's also uh, some art over at uh, some art over at the Rayfields from Black Hills Artist. So there's just a lot going on, and it's always just tons of people down there, hanging out, having a good time. I don't know that the, I don't know this can be too cold. It's going to be what 50, right? It's 40 something, 40 high 40s, 50 something like that. Yeah. No wind really to speak of. You get a little wine in you, you're fine. <laughs> and and enough layers to be able to and make it yeah, work. Layers. Yeah. Proper layers. layering. Yeah. So that's going on tonight, and I'm I'm looking forward to that. Uh, there's a lot of stuff this weekend. It's Festival of Bands tomorrow. That's oh, yeah. always fun if you're a band person. And uh, there's this Harvest Festival down in Canton that looks like a blast. Condor's playing down there. Yes. Yeah, Fall Festival, 19th uh, annual. Yeah, there you go. Tonight is the uh, Spelling Bee. The, the adult spelling bee at Fernson with the, the library does this every year. That's also an option. So just, I mean, it's just one thing after another. I can't yeah. get to all. Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat is also in town. They're doing a run of that with oh, the Sioux Empire uh, Community Theater. Yeah. Holy buckets. It's a uh, Sertoma Beer Fest tonight. Oh, yes. That too. You know, this maybe wasn't the best weekend to plan some of these things. There's a lot of competition. But so, we're a big enough city to handle right. it no, because no, it's no. the best little city in America. That's right. And there's plenty. There's plenty out there for everybody to do, and that'll that'll be fun. But I, I think I, I think I'm going to ride downtown and uh, get the lights out. It's always that way. You don't have to park because you know people complain about parking, and I understand it. And I'm not I'm not going to get on that bandwagon because I think you know there's plenty of parking downtown. You just got to use a ramp. But in this case, yeah, yeah, I can do whatever I want. I just tool around downtown on my bike. It's marvelous. Marvelous. More people should do that. So get out there, everybody. Have a good weekend. Enjoy yourself and be safe. And uh, maybe I'll see, maybe I'll run into you out hanging out. I think I might go out for a nice dinner tomorrow night, too. Haven't done that for a long time. Haven't been in town. This is the first weekend in like five weeks that I've actually been in the city. So that's going to be fun. I feel like I'm actually living here again instead of just working. All right, let's tie up this loose end. On the Kavanaugh about the, thing? No, yeah, on the Kavanaugh thing. Yeah. So the Montana Senator, Steve Daines, if needed, he will take a private jet back to Washington, D.C., courtesy of our good friend, Greg John Forte. And, of course, I think he was the guy who was kind of, during the primary season, I think when he was, when he was, in the, he was the guy who kind mm-hmm. of got rough with someone. Oh, yeah. So he's so, so he's going to pay for it. Yeah, the the representative John Forte has huh. a private jet, and he will he will allow Senator Steve Daines to use it. Can you do that? Can you just I suppose you're just yeah. flying your friend around? That's no big deal as long as you're not a lobbyist. Another elected representative can do that. That's right. I forgot about him roughing up that photographer. Wasn't it a photographer? Right? I believe it was. Yeah. Either it was a photographer or a reporter of some uh, kind. That's not good. Well, so he's just going to fly around the country. That's fine. Uh, Montana's still a long ways, even in a private jet. So you got to figure that's a, it's at least a three-hour flight, probably yeah. more. And and you don't have to worry about terminals or anything like that. Yeah, you just still. 
Yeah, you still got to, you got to, you just don't buzz the tower on your way through there. <laughs> don't do it there, Ma- Maverick. The, we- the weather's got to be good, you know. A lot of variables there. I don't know, that's kind of risky business. Um, speaking of Tom Cruise, boom, see how I did that? Oh, yeah, that was good. Thank you. Uh, we've got a great show for you today. Our guests include, uh, we're going to talk about books. So it's a literature day. And uh, because we love books, we love reading. Uh, it's important. Reading is fundamental. Jacqueline Palfi will be here. She leads the KSOO Zambros Community Book Club. Technically, it's the Zambros Community Book Club, but I just glom onto it because I can do that. The Buffalo Maiden is back with an update from the Black Hills Bureau on Weird Friends. We haven't heard from the Buffalo Maiden for a long time because I have not worked a Friday in about three weeks. So she will be in. And I'll have a P&L statement just after the next break. Today's topic, oh, an unhappy fire department. We'll get into that. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. Twenty on the Patrick Lally Show, Information One Thousand KSOO, and it is time for the PNL statement. The point in the day when we read some news, find the things that uh, upset us and uh, inspire us, cause us consternation, indigestion, or uh, bring us great joy in life. Uh, today, it's it's local story. Today, uh, we talked about Kavanaugh earlier, so I mean, there's not much more to say there, right? That's done, done deal. Done deal. They shut up and vote. That's what they did. That's what I said yesterday. That's what they did today. There you go. You heard it here first, people. Now, the story today from uh, our friend Joe Sneavy at uh, the Argus Leader, friend of the show, Joe Sneavy. And uh, the headline is Split Rock Fire Department at odds with Sioux Falls City Hall over Highway 42 rebuild. So the first thing you need to know is that there's this place called Split Rock Township. And Split Rock Township, and it, okay, the townships, the counties, the, 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 the cities, okay, that's the whole layers of government thing, right? So uh, uh, some of your townships, which are subdivisions of county government, have their own volunteer fire departments, okay? There used to be one on the west side, uh, Maple, whatever it was called, not Maple Grove, Maple something, Maple Leaf, Maple whatever, it doesn't matter, Uh township and they used to have a fire department because the city didn't go out there well now the, now it's all in the city so they don't have that anymore and but the, on the east side of town you got your split rock township all right which is kind of uh the area between sioux falls and brandon and you know rowena roughly okay and you'll remember uh disgruntled former city commissioner matt staub is in fact the uh chairman of the Split Rock Township Board, all right? And their primary responsibility is gravel roads. So, you know, blading the gravel roads, that's what they do. And uh, you know that uh, from from having Mr. Staub on the show, you know that Split Rock Township is the wealthiest township in the state of South Dakota. Well, they also have a fire department, volunteer fire department. You got a little fire hall out there. And it's on Highway 42, uh, which is in, is, you know, so that's East 10th Street becomes Arrowhead Parkway becomes Highway 42, right? As it leaves town out east, headed, headed on over to Iowa. 
Well, so the city, as you probably know, has been rebuilding a massive corridor, uh, Arrowhead Parkway, from east part of the city out to Six Mile Road uh, and Iowa, essentially. And the Split Rock Fire Department, Volunteer Fire Department, their little hall there is on Highway 42. And so, you know, when they build these big highways or, you know, they got the raised medians, right? Got medians out there. They did it in West 12th Street. They've done it, you know, they do it all over when there's multiple lanes of traffic because it's safer. And it is safer. People don't run into each other as much. But the Split Rock Township Fire Department, they're upset because they say, and this is Fire Chief Darren Tilly, Teal, Till, said this week the massive rebuild will hinder fire crews' ability to get to emergency calls from their Arrowhead Parkway location due to a raised median that will limit access to properties and driveways between Sycamore Avenue and Six Mile Road. Quote, when there's a ac- car accident on Highway 42 and someone's life is on the line, that extra 30 seconds can make all the difference. It may seem dramatic, but it's the truth. So there's some frontage roads in there and everything, and but ultimately what they won't be able to do is make a left turn out of there. And city engineer Chad Huey said the design phase of the project, which could start as early as next spring, has been sensitive to the needs of the fire department's access while also adhering to the city's design standards for constructing new roads. Raised medians, he said, are a feature of all newly constructed arterial roads, a design method that's proven to reduce accidents by minimizing the driving public's ability to turn left across traffic at uncontrolled intersections. Unfortunately, making a left turn with rows of lanes of oncoming traffic is, most of the time, not a safe environment, Huey said. And there's been a crash history at Arrowhead Parkway and Six Mile Road. So based on our engineering design standards, some of the access locations for these properties are going to change. So here's the deal. Should the fire department be able to get out of there uh, and not have to take a right and turn around? I mean, sure, that's the way you would want it to be. But the reality is that putting the median in there is going to make it safer for everybody. Right. And uh, one of the things that the department brings up is that the the fire stations in the city don't have medians in front of them, which is true. But as Huey points out, it's coincidence. And some of them are going to have it. Uh, West 12th Street, way out there by uh, Family Park. That's going to have a median in it very soon. The uh, West 69th Street, that's going to have a median in it pretty soon. So it's not like they're not doing it. I mean, it's kind of a specious argument to say that they don't have it in the city, but they're doing it to us. That that doesn't hold water. Um, ultimately, there may be some sort of uh, modification they could do to the median. I don't know. But the fact of the matter is that the median is going to make things safer, ultimately. And this seems, I, I don't know how to characterize it. It, it, it seems a little bit over the top to complain about the median. I don't think people are going to die because the fire truck can't turn left. I mean, yes, every second counts. But it's a volunteer fire department. And 
ultimately it's going to be in the city. And I don't know that uh, first response uh, responsibility is going to fall on the Split Rock Township Volunteer Fire Department. Right? So it's a little bit over the top for the Split Rock Volunteer Fire Department. And the fact that that road's going through there, ultimately having the best possible design will save lives, not cost lives. That's the bottom line on today's PL statement. You can agree or disagree with me. Drop me an email, patrick at kso.com. Get on our Twitters at Show. Coming up after the news and weather with the Dan Peters, we're going to chat with the Buffalo Maiden from the Black Hills Bureau for Weird Friends. Always a good time. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Three thirty-four on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO, and uh, it has been a long time since we have been able to chat with my very good friend, the Buffalo Maiden from the Black Hills Bureau, and I'm very happy to have said Maiden on the line with us today. Buffalo Maiden, uh, are you are you okay out there? I understand that things. Am are I t- okay? My goodness, it's not me. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting <laughs> to talk to you. And somebody, I, I want your gig, man. You're gone. <laughs> you got what? What do you get? Paid vacation? Uh, what, three do you work day, an hour yeah. and then you get a week off. Yeah, well, three day weekends there for a while. I was You're traveling like Stephen Colbert right now. He's fairly <laughs> on as well. I'm going to equate you two together. That's, oh, that's okay. I mean, I want, you guys have some good jobs. Yeah, I'm trying. You know, I, you missed out. We missed out on so much. We had the Mickelson ride. We had, yeah. I mean, September was crazy the, busy with tourists. Oh, my goodness. And then we had the Buffalo Roundup last weekend in the snow, which makes uh, a lot of tourists crazy. And um, so, so it was, so that's done. How much snow? So you had, I saw this. Okay, when I'm on my travel. We had like five, five inches of snow or something. It was no big deal. During the roundup? Yeah, yeah. And it was cold and it was windy and it was raining. It was awesome. <laughs> I sold a lot of, I sold a lot of beef stew. Not so, buffalo, just beef. So uh, <laughs> as as uh, regular listeners know, the Buffalo Maiden runs a fine, fine restaurant out in Custer, South Dakota. And uh, the the Sage Creek Grill. And, and so when you have these big events, you're just busier than heck, right? I mean, you can't hardly move. (laughs) You you just can't move. You can't think, you can't breathe. You just get through it. And, um, when the, when, when people are cold and wet and they're not fun to have around, um, (laughs) I don't know if they know that, but they were pretty miserable and, uh, um, but whatever we got through it and. And I think people whatever enjoyed and got to see some buffalo run in one direction, which I think is interesting because I don't think buffalo like to run in the snow. So I don't know what they did to get them to move. But really? Well, they they yell at them and they have on horses and they go, yeah. They have horses, yeah, but they can just <laughs> turn around and say, uh-uh, not moving. <laughs> That's true. But not all the, going. But all those people showed up just like normal. It's because it's like fifteen thousand people. Yeah, it's a ridiculous amount of people, isn't it? <laughs> Something so well orchestrated. But it's it's really good for the park, and people have a good time, I believe. I have never been because I've always been working. So, 
And then there was the Folks March. The Folks March was the next day up at, at Crazy Horse, and not there was not a moment uh, on Sunday that you could see Crazy Horse unless you were right up on the mountain. I think that'd be really cool. Because it was fog? Fogged and snow, rain, you name it, we had it. People still did the Volk March? Think, yeah, I think they had 2,700 people. <laughs> no kidding. Climb that. Yeah. I've been up there. I've been up on top, but I didn't climb up there. Oh, you didn't climb up there? No, I went in a van. No, I don't like to climb either. <laughs> I, I like the van. I'm a good van rider. I have climbed it, but it's not my thing. Uh, you know, looking but at it, is- it, you wouldn't know that you could take a van up there. <laughs> yeah. But you can. Yeah. It's not hard at all. It's pretty amazing, too, how much work they've done right now. It's, I just got some close-up photos of the uh, finger and and um, the amount of, of rock they've moved is incredible. The finger? The finger, yeah. The like finger his... and the knuckles are starting to take shape. The big finger where he points to, those are where my, oh, those are where my people lie or uh, something. Yes. But um, the finger's taking shape and the knuckles are coming along. So is the finger going to be just like a, a fully formed yeah. sculpture hanging out? I mean, how big is that finger? The finger's 29 feet long, Monique told me. Oh, my gosh. Wouldn't that be a good finger? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a big finger. That's a big finger, huh? But that's what, a big finger. I'd worry about, you know, over time that perhaps the fissures would develop and the finger may fall. I don't I don't know. I hope they have that. I think they have that figured out. They've been doing this a long time. <laughs> so is there some sort of support below it or is it carved? Uh, the mane, the horse's mane will be below it. They're working on that as well. Yeah. yeah. So it's all kind of yeah. connected. Yeah, you can't just put that thing out there. You can't have a falling finger. No. Bad. No. So that was this weekend too? Uh, they have those that things? was this weekend. See, you you missed out on so much. Now this weekend is what? Oh, uh, a big storm. We're getting a big snowstorm. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? We love these snowstorms. The difference between this side and your side is this is moisture for us, and then it's gone. Yeah. For you guys, this is just building up till spring. Yeah, it just keeps piling up. You know, it's we just, just get a little, little bit of snow, a little inconvenience for a day or two, um, maybe enough to stay inside, and then, and then it's sunny again. And because it never gets cold there. Right. Not like here. And in, it's, well, uh, and the sun shines here, unlike there. Yeah, yeah. it's true. And yeah. it's been raining like crazy. I don't know if you know that or not. Over here, you we, guys got some serious rain. <laughs> oh my god, it's got to stop. I mean, it's just so nope. sick of it. I think it's how you live. I think it's how you people on the east side live. <laughs> I think you need to be more gracious <laughs> and more uh, worshiping the soil and looking at the stars at night yeah. and um, enjoying your environment. I think that's the problem. More connected to the earth. The earth is feeling your uh, the angst, the growth and the development and the continual growth and development of Sioux Falls. It never stops. It doesn't. It just marches kind of annoying. On. Did you see the big the yeah. big Bloomberg story about us? Bloomberg News. I haven't read it yet. It's no, I haven't right. read it yet. I yeah. saw it, but I haven't read it yet. They like us a lot. We're good. Yeah, people. they do. Uh, so the, this storm is coming this weekend. You're going to get. Uh, t- how much? Is it a big uh, one? Six to ten inches, I think, but no wind, <laughs> so just straight down. So that'll be easy. That'll, and then, you know, back up in the 50s next week, so that's awesome. Can you... Nice moisture. You can drive around, Custer, though. It's, just, it's slippery, though. You have to be careful, right? Well, we, we had a little bit of ice storm yesterday. That was kind of interesting, but um, 
No, Pat, everybody out here has a four-wheel drive. Well, I know it's that. It's like the law. It's the man, mandatory. But the Four-wheel drive. It, it's steep. The roads are kind of narrow. And yeah, it, they are. And it drops off. I would be well, concerned. They cut, oh, no, no, they closed. Uh, you know, Needles and all that. I think Needles Highway is closed already. Yeah. I'm not sure, but I think it is. But even driving um, to Hill City. I know the parks are staying open, though, until like the middle of October. Really? Which, uh, I mean, yeah, that's crazy. That's late to be down in those parks, but um, or to have to be a tourist down here. So are you going to get like a, you going to get a weekend off then? Am I going to get a week? Oh, you think tomorrow will be closed? No, no. With all no, the, the snow only thing and everything? That makes me, the only thing that makes me nervous is that um, like Native American Day is on Monday and uh, Saturday there's a huge parade downtown to fall or Rapid City for, for Native American Day. Mm-hmm. Crazy Horse does a huge uh, uh, dance and an event and, and um, there's a powwow and stuff uh, up in Rapid. and So that kind of thing might be uh, close. But there's also the beer boys. What do you call it? Beer boys? Beer boys? So they have an outdoor beer uh, event downtown Rapid City. And they always have it and it's always snowing. You think after <laughs> eight years they would maybe change the date. Just one week. Well, you don't want to do it on the, you know, you can't conflict with the uh, roundup and you can't, confl- you know what I'm saying? You run out of yeah, weekends. Yeah, you can. Oh, you can? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, you can. Hey, can we're you hold on? inside. Can you yep. hang in there for just a little bit? We're going to come back and talk A some minute, more. a minute. Okay. I know you're very busy. You're very busy. Okay. We'll be right back with the Buffalo Maiden here on Information 1000 KSOL. I choose my friends far too well. I'm up on the pavement. And they're all down in the cell with their government grants. My IQ, they brought me down to size, academia blues. 3.47 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And uh, I'm playing Lloyd Cole for the Buffalo Maiden today because she, last time you were on the show, Buffalo Maiden, you did mention that you needed some new music. I needed some new music, but I want to... Uh Man, commercial breaks are so effective for getting work done. I should implement those into, <laughs> we need those in the restaurant business. I got so much stuff done while you That's knocked good. me off there. Did you get something cooked? I did. What do you, I did. I got a lot of stuff done. What's the special this weekend? Well, you know, um, the special this weekend, we don't, you know, everything's special when it comes to, you know. I understand. Uh, we, you have you a constantly changing selling? menu. We do. We have a constantly changing menu, but you know what's selling crazy hmm. is homemade beef stew and uh buttermilk biscuits Ooh. i'm like that is so um kitschy 70s yeah. mom comfort but i can't keep up with them but the way you make it i mean you probably you always put just a little <laughs> bit of a uh you know a little something special of, oh, some lady some older lady was yelling hey you gotta tell me when you put red wine in food i my medic i can't take red wine with my medication and i'm like well, uh, we don't put any wine in our food. You're probably dreaming about that. <laughs> I mean, in the stew. Who puts red wine in their stew? Nobody. That would be more like a, a bourguignon. Yeah, I was like, what are you thinking? Why would you? Anyways, why, why did she think there was red wine in her stew? I have no idea. I think she was hoping she could have some red wine. <laughs> <laughs> I, that was, People was project that, a lot of things when they, when they want something. Was that code for, please bring me a bottle of red wine? Yeah. Bring, bring wink, wink, nudge, here. nudge. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. So, what so, do you have? Any tenderloin, bison? We had buffalo tenderloin. Oh my gosh, it was beautiful. You we had bison. Yep, we had tenderloin. I only ran it uh, two nights, and it went within the first 
20 minutes because, you know, it's like gold around here. And I just didn't have, we just don't have a lot of it. And my, my Buffalo Rancher that I've been with for, uh, not, uh, for 20 years almost, he is selling and retiring. So no. we might be at the end of our Buffalo. That's I not just, good. It's not good. And not all Buffalo is the same. It's like any kind of anything out there. Um, and he just raised them so beautifully over the last 20 years, and I just, I don't know what to do. So I'm saving one last tenderloin roast if you ever make it out here. I know. I got to, it's, it's just got to happen. But I've been, I've been racing like every weekend. Yeah. You yeah. How you do, how's that going for you? It's terrible, but I, but do, you know. Yeah, I, I thought so too, but I wasn't going to bring it up. <laughs> anyway, it looks so good. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I no, but it's great. You know, it's fun. It, it makes me feel better, even when I'm last. But I, oh, hey, and my brother did that. What was that race that you were promoting up in Wisconsin, or where's the Northern Minnesota? No, big, oh, Schwamigan. Yeah, so the, my brother did it, but he he had to, he was done at 38 miles because his bike literally just broke. Oh, that's only two miles from the end. I know. That no, he's 50. Let's see, we're 53. He's 59. Wow. Now, yeah. There's like... And um, then the, it was so muddy, and then wasn't it hot and humid or yeah. something? I can't remember. It was pretty yeah. vicious. It was terrible, yeah. Um, so uh, my friend Molly, Clark Oyen, got, I think, fourth in that race. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I think she got, she got fourth. Yeah, she, she did pretty first. well. Oh, okay. But that's, yeah, she did great. There's like 3,000 people in that mountain bike race. So your brother yeah. was in there. That's cool. Yeah, he was in that. Yep. And you know where he did his training? Hmm. The Black Hills. Oh, well, there you go. Well, you guys have the 5 the you know, over Labor Day. Yeah. That's a huge race up there in uh, Spearfish. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's monster. A you have to, like, get, there's a lottery to get into that race. Mm-hmm. Not just anybody there's, can sign up, so that's cool. There's only so much room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you, you you don't have the bison, or you will have, you'll have it. Wait, wait a minute now. There's got to be somebody out there. I know there is. I, I suppose we could put it out there and say, "Okay, send me a sample, and we'll see if it's wor- if we're if you're worthy." But um, I'm sure there is somebody out there. You know, it's been a tough market for years and years and years, and and I think um, I'm I'm just not sure. I'm not sure where it's going to head uh, as far as uh, bison, especially in South Dakota. You know, to have it from South Dakota, raised in South Dakota, that's a pretty big issue uh, for me, and and also knowing the person that that handled them and raised them. Yeah, that's also a big issue. Um, because you so want to know what they were fed, right? I mean, you want to know yeah, how you they know, were raised. Well, these were grass-fed. Actually, we have uh, right now we're serving almost 100% grass-fed because we would grain feed for a little bit at the end. But these are grass-fed. You can totally tell the difference. That's it. Really does taste good. I mean, I it's got a. I don't know. That is one. That is one of the best pieces of meat I've ever had in my it's life. Like it's like maroon red rather than oh, yeah. blood red. It's so good. Yeah. Well, you got to yeah. find some. How about the? I, I hesitate to even break bring this up because I know it, the the Broken Heart Ranch. I don't Dan O'Brien. You know he's, but that's not really. He doesn't oh, really sell no. to you people. Yeah. No. He's um. Yeah. No. There's a whole other thing going on there. He's no, like that's a fine. bison supplier to the stars. Yeah. yeah. And it's high Wild idea. Bison. Wild idea. Yep. <laughs> Wild yep. idea by bison. That's right. Yep. Let's, yeah, we can plug that because I think they, yeah, yeah they it, do. They supply the stars. That's a great book, though. Have you read the book? Have you read his book? It about, is a good book. Yeah. I think he's a great author. I think, I don't know, uh, like, what, what, yeah, I don't know if he has anything coming out. Uh, any, yeah, I don't think he's new. written anything for a while, but. No. 
Mm-mm. But you're okay. You're okay. You're, you're gonna. If you're, you're good. Get, um, go ahead. You're gonna get some time off here, though, right? Soon. Oh my gosh, we're leaving in two weeks from yesterday for two weeks to Cortez and Durango and oh. Mesa Verde and yes. That that's you know? awesome. You're gonna. You've been to Mesa Verde, eh? No. No, never. That's a nope. cool place. You're gonna enjoy. Yeah, that. I'm afraid I'm gonna really like it, and then I'm gonna have to move again. <laughs> Durango is awesome, but yeah, well, Moab. You have, you have oh, fun down there. You have fun. Okay, well, we'll talk to you again, hopefully, unless you're you're probably off again. What no, am I saying? Next I mean, Friday, I'm pretty here. You work I, a couple of days. Yeah, and then I take a couple. Now off. you got to be gone. Monday okay. morning, by the way, I'm doing uh, the the morning show from five to eight with Beth in the morning. Beth Warden. And then I'm doing the afternoon show from three to five. I'm pulling a oh double. My God. So there you go. You're like, you're like rolling in it. All mm. right. Well, try and come up with some topics. I will. See you later. Okay. Bye, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. Coming up after the news and weather at the top of the hour, we're going to, well, we got Phil coming in for the weather. And then we're going to have Jacqueline Palfi in for the Zanbros Community Book Club. That's all coming up next on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 413 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And it's that time of month where it's a book club, the, the, the Zambros Community Book Club, which we've glommed on to and called it the uh, KSOO Community Book Club because that's what we do, to lead us in that discussion about the finest in literature in the world today is Jacqueline Palfi, who's been leading the Zambros Community Book Club for 11-odd-some years and is kind enough to come in and chat with us. Uh, Jacqueline, thanks for coming in. Hey, thanks for having me. It's One day I'm going to figure out how long I've been doing this book club. It's, it's it, What you say is uh, more than 11 years you yes. know, or more than 12 years. I, don't, I think it's, it'll be 13 in January. I don't know. It'll be a while. That is a lot. Yeah. So how many books do you think that you've read through? I mean, you've read a lot of books. Well, 12 times 12. (sighs) (laughs) Where's Dan? (laughs) (laughs) 144 books that you've read through the book club, the Zambros Community Book Club. Now, details, we got to remind people of this. It's it's not just, oh, reading this book. You have have a a discussion. You have a live discussion. Yes. Discussion. We, yes, absolutely. We get together once a month. It's the third Thursday of the month at 630 at Zanbro's. And we um, talk about a different book every month. We're usually scheduled out a few months. So you can find them on our Facebook page. Uh, get a sweet discount at Zanbro's. Um, you don't have to finish the book when you come to book club. Uh, but you will have the ending ruined for you if you don't. Because most people do finish it. Yeah. So. Well, you, if you go into a book club discussion, you have to expect that if you well, haven't read the book. I think now, I think that there are some book clubs that are more of like a uh, ladies who lunch sort of crowd who yeah. like to, you know, have wine and talk about their lives and then touch on the book. We don't do that at all. No, you're there for the book. <laughs> yeah. It's basically like an English class with people you like, you know. You, seriously, you like? Oh, yes. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. And uh, it has... Uh, uh, yeah, Let's, I don't know how to say this. It has been primarily women, but men are welcome and yeah. do attend yeah. the book club. This is a, this yep. is a uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? All comers. All comers. Co-ed. Yeah, it's a co-ed book club. It has mostly been women. We've had um, men who've come before. We actually have a new member who um, has a PhD in history who's been coming. That's cool. Yeah, it's awesome because it's just a different perspective. And 
Uh, it's a pretty diverse group of ages mm-hmm. and lifestyles, which is pretty fun too. Isn't because that weird though? The book clubs, you think about it. You, people, you, people talk about their book club. It's usually either men or women. Isn't that strange? Why is that? Um, I know lots of men's book clubs. I wonder if it's just a general men read a certain type of book and women read a different kind. I mean, I, as I say that, I'm like, that's terrible. That can't be it. I hate that. That makes me mad if that's the reason that we're going to have a gender divide on books. No, you, you don't know, have a gender divide You read divide the books, books that I, I Yes, I know. do. I have many of them. Yeah. So One I, of which we're going to talk about, Hillbilly Elegy. I didn't read the whole thing, but I, re- I read part of it. Yeah. Um, I don't know why that is. Maybe people feel more comfortable. Maybe they're not inviting each other. Maybe it's maybe social should, time Yeah. away from the rest of your life. Maybe. Like football. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, but seriously, it's, it, it tends to be a little bit that way. Like these, I don't know. Not, and it's not like Bubba and the boys. I mean, these are intellectual people. Yeah. They just happen to hang out with, for their book clubs with people of the same gender. Yeah, I don't know, because it's not all the same age range. No. You know what I mean? I think men and women do like, I mean, there's certainly there's crossover, but there, there is literature that appeals to women and literature that appeals to men. Yeah, and we don't read a lot of, um, you know, and I'm going to stop what I was going to say right there. No, you don't read Jackie Collins. No. No, you read books that are. And, and I, you know, this is why I didn't want to say that, because I feel bad knocking people who read anything. That's okay. No, no, no. You it's okay I mean? to like, read Jackie I, Collins. Yes. It's like, you know, My Scott sisters Hudson. and I read a lot of Danielle Steele in, you know, seventh and eighth grade. Let, it's like Scott Hudson with music, right? People think he's a music snob. And that's not it. He just likes what he likes. He, well, he likes a particular kind of music. If you like something else, that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, the, there's, there's a difference in the artistry. Let's just say that. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with a good solid mystery. No, there's nothing wrong with any story that entertains you. Yeah. You know. It's a story. It's writing. It's a uh, literature is about creating characters and telling a story and trying to learn something about yourself in the writing and something about yourself in the reading, right? Absolutely. It reveals you and them. Hmm. Well, we finished that. What else are we going to talk about today? Mm, I don't know. Well, <laughs> 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 Let's Okay, so the book What's what are you reading this month? So it's, um, it's November. No, we're not. Where are we? We're October. It's October. I had to look too because I I don't know. I'm getting old and time is flying. Um, in October, we are reading a book called The Confusion of Languages, and it is um, it's the story of uh, two women whose husbands work for the embassy in Jordan, and their husbands are sent off on an assignment, and um, and it's sort of about what happens when that happens. It's an interesting look at the military wives and this practice of when a new family comes over a family that's been there for a while will sort of adopt them and show them the ropes in a new country and the the learning curves involved Mm -hmm. in that um and it's a it's a fiction book um and right now there's there's some kind of there's something awry in in this book it's a little bit of a mystery it's kind of fun so there's some international intrigue um it's more like just your run-of-the-mill domestic intrigue uh, happening internationally. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see. We've just we've taken a Danielle Steele novel Correct. and we've put it in Jordan. And we put it in the Arab Spring. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what's happening. 
know. Well, you know, some themes are universal, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. There's only nine movies in the world. <laughs> they just get remade. There's really only about 12 books. Did you know there's only 20 sentence structures you can make? Really? Yeah, that's it. If you were to diagram every sentence, any sentence, it would fall into one of 20 patterns in You're the English me. language. Huh. Well, that's interesting. You just that's, keep... That 300-level grammar class I took, that is what I remember from it. You can't write all 20 of them, can you? Can you name Could, all 20 of them? No, can you diagram? Can you no. still diagram a sentence? Oh, good grief. No. Oh, maybe a little bit. Uh, maybe I could. Uh, who wrote this book? Confusion of Languages is the book for this month. Uh, you, you don't know, do no. you? No. You, oh, my God. You forgot. So yeah, it's sorry. The, the, but the, 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 the book club for it, the, the meeting is coming up the third Thursday of October. Yep, a yep, couple weeks. So yesterday was the fourth so two weeks from that would be the 28th. I like how we spent all of this time trying to do something that would be There's so a calendar simple. if I right? turn my head. <laughs> the 18th. 18th. I was off by 10 days. Yep. That's well, terrible. Yep. So uh, <laughs> what was I thinking? So uh, <laughs> the 18th of, of uh, October down at Zambro, 730. Yep. 6.30. 6.30. And you can buy the book down there right now, right? Yep, absolutely. Or you can buy wherever you buy books. Yep. And then Where fine books are sold. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and so The Confusion of Languages is the book. Um, you haven't finished this book, obviously. I have about 40 pages left to okay, go. Okay, so you don't know what's going to happen. So, so you're not going to ruin the ending for no, anybody? No, not at all. I know somebody who reads the last page of the book first. What? I know. I know. Why? I'm not saying I haven't done that. Not first, but like no. I'm going along and I'm like, all right, I just no. got to know. no. Well, at some point, and sometimes with a book, I say to myself, you know what? I've already invested too much time in this book. It's sort of mediocre. I'm just going to see what happens. I'm going to quit reading and I move on to something else. Uh, I, will, I have quit a book before, but I don't ruin the ending for myself. Well, if you're not going to read it, why not just go to the ending? Then if you can't figure out, now this has happened, okay? <laughs> so you do that. You're like, this book is terrible or it's just not that good. It's not holding my attention. So you go to the end and you read the last couple of pages and then you go, I don't get it. Okay, now I got to read the rest of the book. Oh. And then you get through it and you're like, oh, okay. It was just. I wasn't smart enough for where I was in the book. <laughs> That's true too. Sometimes if you don't like the Brothers Karamazov. Yes. Okay. That, that book. Okay, that's Dostoevsky. Yep. yep, I had to read that. It's the only Dostoevsky book I've ever read. I might have read is Crime and Punishment. Yep. That's a shorter one, right? So they all have about 5,000 pages and like 17 different versions of each name. Yes, and it's awful. And with those, you have to just you just start surfing. You just quit trying to remember who's who and you're like it'll all come together. Well, and I would put it down and pick it up. Like mm-hmm. maybe it t- I read uh Karamazov like over the course of 5 years. Oh yeah. Yeah. So but I will say this, though, that the characters and the, the sort of themes have stayed with me for a lifetime. Well, that's why they make you read it. That's cool. I mean, that's just amazing. I couldn't, I, I, I maybe could pull out one name, the w- name of the, the woman who's, oh, Just crazy. go with some kind of Frederick Fyodor something <laughs> Frodo nightmare. But, but I did keep reading. Yeah. You know what I mean? And... Sometimes there's books like that where they'll lose me. Like, I'll start getting lost. You know what I mean? Dune. Oh, man. Don't read Dune. My friend Lori, who I grew up with, mm-hmm. would not um, go have cocktails with me in college until I finished reading Moby Dick. It was terrible. Like, I just could not. I did not want to finish it. 
I had put it off. I didn't write my paper until after I had walked at graduation. Then I turned it in. And I was terrified I was not going to get this diploma because I just could not drag myself through finishing this. I don't remember Moby Dick as particularly long. It's not that long. I just, I don't know. It's not terrible. But this is what I think about it. I've been thinking about Moby Dick a lot lately with all the Kavanaugh stuff because Mm -hmm. all the names in Moby Dick of all the sailors are all very similar to like Squee and all (laughs) these other names. (laughs) Every time I hear these, I put them on a whaling ship. You know, like Cut Blubber is one of the weeks on the calendar. That is... um... (laughs) Instead of beach week, it's whale week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We've been interpreting this all wrong. Yes. We, we need to put the Kavanaugh confirmation <laughs> in the context of Moby Dick. Yes. Then we will. Yes. My name is Mitch. No, what's his name? My name. They, they call me Brett. <laughs> oh, my God. It's terrible. <laughs> hey, you know what we're going to do, though? Take a break. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back uh, after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters and... Um, you know, in the meantime, going out, we're going to go back to a little Rihanna Del Cid. Nice. And Million Girls, because it's one of my favorite songs that we use here on the show. We'll be right back. After the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOL. Because you're- 434 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And we are talking books, literature, the big themes of life here uh, with Jacqueline Palfi, who is the uh, leader, founder, organizer of the KSO Zambros Community Book Club, also known as the Zambros Community Book Club, uh, because it is based out of Zambros in downtown Sioux Falls and uh, been doing it for something like 12 years and 144 books. Um, so we talked about uh, October that book, which is uh, now available at Zambro's, The Confu- Confusion of Languages. But you have a very interesting book coming up in November. Yeah. Tell yeah. me about this book. Um, it is uh, called Less by um, Andrew Sean Greer. And um, it's a book about, so there's this guy. and uh, You start with a guy. Yeah. <laughs> a character. Um, a hero. Uh, Arthur Less is his name. Mm-hmm. And he... Is he just turned fifty, mm-hmm. and his uh, former boyfriend mm-hmm. um, is getting married and mm-hmm. sent him a wedding invitation, and oh. he gets this invitation, and he's just bereft, you know. But what are you going to do? You're not going to go to the wedding, right? Mm-mm. But you also can't have a flimsy excuse for why you can't go. So, in this sort of horror about his life. He looks at his desk and he realizes he's had all these invitations over the years to come be a guest lecturer at a university or a poet in residence in Japan or all of these things. And he starts answering them all and he cobbles together like a year-long trip around the world financed by all of these different organizations. And some of them – so each – you go through the book and each chapter he's in a different country – and then he starts running into people from his life and hearing things that are happening. And um, and like many stories, you, you start on the timeline and then you drop in and out of, of his past as you go through it. Um, but it's, you know, so when I pick these books, a lot of times I just pick them in all of the, the truly romantic ways. I look at the cover and I'm like, oh, I like that picture, <laughs> you know, or I like the name or there's I read the first page or there's a blurb by an author that I love. And I don't do a ton of research before I start reading anything because I don't 
I don't like to be influenced by someone else's opinion, which is absurd because I'm on the show to get people to come to my book club and be influenced by my opinion. <laughs> but anyway, maybe this is why, you know, sometimes people don't come. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they don't people, That's not true. People come to the book no, club. No, yeah, no, people do, but maybe. You make it sound like you're sitting there by no, yourself no, and your own no, thoughts, stewing in your no. own, yeah. No, that's, you know, that's, I, that's different work. time. Yep. Um, we have, you know, what, 12 to 20 people who come mm-hmm. um, every week or every month. But anyway, so I'm reading this book. And as I'm reading it, I, I'm just astonished by the language. It's so beautifully written. And finally, I'm like, I have to know. I have to know something else about this book. And then I found out that the guy won a Pulitzer for it. And I'm like, ah, oh, oh well, well, there you go. <laughs> that, someone else also thought it was well written. This is, this is a book <laughs> of some import. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> clearly I'm not really paying any attention to anything. It didn't say Pulitzer Prize winner on the front of it? wasn't like I, it a may. National Book Award, that I, sort yeah, of thing? Yeah, I don't even know. It may say that. I may have just glossed over it. Do you know who wrote this one? Andrew Sean Greer. Andrew Sean Greer. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, this is also a familiar theme, right? You, sub, you, have, a, you have a life tumult, and you, oh, run, yeah. you run from the tumult and find yourself in the running, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and so... There's. I, mean, I just want to give you a couple of lines out of here that do. I think that anybody would relate to. Um, you know, so he's he's contemplating his life and and this this man that he was in love with who is now getting married. And he says his brain sits before its cash register again, charging him for old shames as if he has not paid before. Hmm. You know, okay, like that's pretty much for me laying in bed every night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like right, like isn't this still paying? <laughs> but I mean. You can, it's universal relating to that going over and over things. Um, and then, you know, so he, he, he wrote this book and the, his second book and it gets poor reviews. They want him to change um, all kinds of things about the main character. His editor wants him to change, you know, and writers don't like editors and editors don't really like writers. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, that's that, that relationship. But he realizes as he's trying to change this character that he can't, and then he can't really change himself. And he says, at 50, less muses drowsily, you're as likable as you're going to get. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's true. I can attest to that. Yeah. You had fever pitch of likability. Yeah. I mean, it's even, just all downhill from there. Right. I mean, even before, you're really not going to get that much likable in no, your 40s. But, then you, but it's possible. After yeah, 50, it's yeah, done. You're yeah. done. In your 40s, you, you know, I'm in my 40s, you start to figure out, like, this, this is where I'm going to draw the line on mm-hmm. some things. And you try to draw it there. And it seems to me after 50, you start telling people that where they drew their line is dumb. <laughs> you know? Well, you quit caring. Yeah. You're like, well, I'm just, I'm who I am who I am. Right. I'm gonna, I'll try and be, maybe be nicer, but I'm not going to be more likable. Right. And, that's, <laughs> and this is exactly it. And so as he goes through all this and he goes through the reviews of this book, mm-hmm. he says, all this time, Les thought he was merely a bad writer. A bad lover, a bad friend, a bad son. Apparently, the condition is worse. He is bad at being himself. Oh, man. Poor Les. I love Les so much. Does Les pull out of this thing? Les is amazing. Um, and not to give away the ending, but no, is it just a downward it. spiral till no, it's over? No, oh, but okay. you know, he, there's a, a line in there where they talk about him where he says, um, he left the room but was still standing there. You know what I mean? Like this disassociation with the things that are happening around you and this as you search inside yourself for whatever you're looking for. This is what this guy is doing. Mm-hmm. He is on a quest. You know, it's a classic quest kind of novel. And it's and it's fantastic and hilarious. You know, it's just like Lord of the Rings. I've never read Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. 
We're I not going to get that. <laughs> I, I knew that wasn't going to go over very no. well. Uh, so that's the book for November. Yes. And and is that v- book available at Zambro's now? Yes, it okay. is available at Good. Zambro's. The book's called Less. It's by Andrew Huzakow. Andrew, <laughs> Andrew Sean Greer. Andrew Sean Greer. And uh, that'll be the third November, third Thursday in November. You'll discuss that one. Yep. This uh, coming October 18th is The Confusion of Languages. Yep. And we're going to talk a little bit about September's book here in just a minute because I liked... Yeah, we, I'm going to make you hear a few more lines from this book first. Oh, you yes. want, well, you want to do it right now? I, I can. I can. Give me one more. Um, so he's talking about the, the nuances of a moment, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, we all recognize grief in moments that should be celebrations. It's the salt in the pudding. Don't little children awakened one morning and told, now you're five. Don't they wail at the universe? Don't they wail at the universe's descent into chaos, the sun slowly dying, the spiral arms spreading, the molecules drifting apart second by second toward our inevitable heat death? Shouldn't we all wail to the stars? Hmm. That's good. I love it. That's nice. We're going to come right back and uh, talk more literature here on the Patrick Lally Show and uh, with Jacqueline Palfi, who is the leader, founder, organizer of the Zambros Community Book Club, also known as the KSO Zambros Community Book Club. We're also going to listen to a little more Jason Isbell because that's what we do. I will try to understand either way. 446 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And we're chatting books and literature and, uh, you know, the important things of life. With Jacqueline Palfi, she is the organizer of the Zambros Community Book Club. Then we have her in from time to time to talk literature and the books and what what she's reading. Now, there was a book that you had for the book club in September that I actually read. I, I'm, I didn't read the whole thing, but I read some of it while I was waiting. And it's uh, The Hillbilly Elegy, right? Yes, Hillbilly Elegy by J.D. Vance. It's a cool book. Yeah, it's a great book. It, no, this is uh, this is nonfiction. This is basically yep. a memoir. Yeah. Yes. It's uh, this guy. He was a former Marine, Yale's, Yale Law School graduate, grew up in uh, Kentucky and then moved to um, southern Ohio. And and it's just sort of about what his what his life was like and his commentary on the working poor and and and. and and why different communities have the challenges that they have from his perspective, and then um, and what it took for him to break away from that, and how you never do really break away from it, right? I mean, ultimately, kind, yeah, in some ways, it's you. It's who you are when you yep. grow up in real poverty. Yeah, and he wasn't. I mean. Poverty is a scale, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like he, they, he had a place to live and yeah. he, yep. you know, but it's for, it's in some ways it's sort of a, a coming of age a little bit for him where he's trying to come to terms with how much he hates his past, blames his past and appreciates his past, you know, and that's, that's something that all of us try to figure out, you know, when you, when you look back at your childhood. And it's a great title. Yeah, it's a fantastic title <laughs> because it's such a – they're both such romantic words mm-hmm. in different ways, yeah. you know, and they're so visual and poetic. And, uh, and, and you know, full disclosure, we were just in southern Ohio not so long yes. ago. And the 
and that's when I was reading it. And it was, there was a little bit of, I think it was, it was a little starkness. I mean, yeah, I, I'd never been to that part of the world. You know, I'd been to Kentucky, but not that Kentucky, right. been to Ohio, but not that Ohio. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's different. And it's something you've always heard about, Appalachia. And it's beautiful. Yes. It's a stunningly beautiful area. It is beautiful. And you know that in, in Appalachia mm-hmm. are these distinct pockets of, of people living, you know, with, with minimal means, minimal means, right? Like you say, poverty is a relative thing. They have houses, but, you know, there's a lot of other things in their lives that are not great. Right. And so it's weird to be in this place of such great uh, beauty when you know there's great poverty behind that hill. Yeah, absolutely. You're only seeing a little bit. You know what I mean? I'm driving Um, down the highway. Yeah. You know, or these, you know, two-lane country roads, but they're not the real back roads. You know what I mean? It's not where the meth lab is. (laughs) No. Um, Yeah, I mean, it was interesting to to be there after having read this and start to think a little bit about what, you know, like I was talking to my aunt and cousin. We were there, and they're from, you know, aging steel towns. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and their perspective on some of, some of the themes that are in this book, like who's to blame and, and what's to blame. And I, I don't know. It, it's weird. It's a weird feeling to, to drive through it and be reading it at the same time. It is a, uh, a window into a different culture, really. It, it, yeah. Even though it's right in your backyard, it's still a different culture. It's a different way of looking at life. And I think that, you know, this book has drawn a fair amount of criticism. You know, when I when I posted on you know Facebook that I read this, a lot of people that I grew up with in Ohio were like, I'd really like to know what you think about this. And I think some people were really offended by it. You know, and I was talking to a woman the other day who said she'd really like to hear this, this same story told in by, or told by, you know, the wife who's married to the alcoholic dad. You know what I mean? Like, or the, the, in this book, this kid is, um, you know, he and his sister are raised by their mother who has a a string of husbands and boyfriends. And Mm -hmm. then, they're ultimately sort of saved by his grandmother who, you know, takes them in and goes around all these, you know, child welfare services to say, you know, he's, he's going to come and live with me. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and some of these safety nets that are there for people don't always work the way that they're supposed to. Or, you know, there's, there's weird hoops to have to jump through. And, and he talks about he never would have made it without her, you know, just. And what about people who don't have that, mm-hmm. who don't have that grandma? They end up on the street. Absolutely. Often. Not everybody. Yeah. And then he talks about when he went to, you know, he went to the Marines and then he went to Ohio State and then he went into the, or he went to the Marines and he went to Ohio State and then he went to Yale. And just how he didn't fit in in any of these places. He didn't know how to act. He didn't understand how to live in these worlds. And you don't even know what you don't know, mm-hmm. you know, and that's terrifying. And there, it, uh, on the other hand, it's a, it is a it's a story of of hope and redemption because here's this guy who went through all this stuff and saved by his grandmother, saved by the Marines, saved yeah. by college education, probably the GI Bill, ends up at Yale going to law school. Right. Well, that's a fantastic story. And then he's there, and he is so upset because he's you know they're all there's this week apparently where you interview with all these firms and you're you're going to end up with a job and mm-hmm. um. And he talks about this, like, 
this disgustingness of excess where he's so tired of all the interviewing that he blows off a couple of the firms he was supposed to meet with because you know you're going to get one of these jobs. Mm -hmm. And you're at that point, you're so lucky and you're surrounded by so many people who are going to help you no matter what that you don't even need to take all the help. Mm. You know, like it, it to me that that's just absurd to think about that. So you highly recommend Hillbilly Elegy. I recommend it, and then I recommend talking to somebody about it. It's yeah. the kind of book you want to talk about. Yeah. How was the discussion? Was I don't know, because I was driving to a bike race. Uh, sorry, <laughs> missed that one. <laughs> missed that one. Um, that's why I made you talk about it now. <laughs> that's okay. That, we just had book club on the air. That's why we have yeah. it. That's awesome. So and I'll he'll, make them chat with me about it this month. I'll yeah, be like, give me 10, 10 minutes about this. Uh, Zambro's Community Book Club, it's, it's the third Thursday of every month. The next one's coming up on October 18th. That book is The Confusion of Languages. November is less. Uh, and September was Hillbilly Elegy, but you can go read any of those, right? Yep, absolutely. Cool. Uh, Jacqueline Palfi, uh, she is, of course, the organizer of said book club, and we appreciate you being here today. Thanks for having me. We'll have you back sooner next time. <laughs> that would be good. Okay. We'll be right back. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000. Well, I'm going to hear it just a second. I didn't want to let this go either. Here. we got to bring this back up. We'll be back on Information 1000, KSOO. Interrupting all programs. 4.58 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. Tonight is First Friday, as we mentioned, a special day of dining, shopping, and entertainment in downtown Sioux Falls. Events include the Art and Wine Walk, Artists of the Black Hills at Rayfields, Trivia at Pave, and more. Free admission to the Kirby Science Discovery Center and the Visual Arts Center at the Pavilion. Whew. I'm hoping to be down there somewhere. I'll look for you. Wave if you see me. How's that sound? Coming up on the show on Monday, Dr. Cassie Hayek. She is a medical geneticist at Sanford Health. We're going to talk about Sanford chip testing available at primary care clinics. Whew, that could be cool. That's genetics. And the common man is our weird friend of the day. So everybody have a good weekend. We'll see you Monday, 3 to 5, weekdays on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Oh,